0: Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and on behalf of my co-host Chrissy Dunham and myself, let me just say thank you for joining us today. The Wonder Podcast is for you, whether you're a man, a woman, young, older, married, single. Our mission is to encourage you and get you focused back on the wonders of our great God. Psalm 136 says, To Him who alone does great wonders. And to Him alone do we dedicate this episode and every episode. So whether you're in the car or on your way to work, at home watching a little one, washing dishes or binge listening on a road trip, which we've heard many of you do, we say thank you and we pray you enjoy this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. I'm Christy Dunn. I'm with my
1: co-host. Lisa Clark, and we are continuing our conversation with Robin Turner about prayer and praying for your spouse. So if you haven't heard our first segment of this, Go back and listen to it first, and then come listen to this one, because this is a continuation and a wrap-up of our great and lively conversation with Robin Turner. I have already learned so much. What about you, Lisa? Yeah,
0: I have too, Chrissy, and it's just, it's convicting, and really, this is what the body of Christ is all about, and I think we talk about this a ton on this podcast, but see how this works? We ignite each other. Because when we're together and it's all these heads coming together and we're talking and we're sharing and we're in community, all of a sudden we're being um, encouraged by one, one another. And we're being brought closer to the throne of God by one another. And that's how this works. And, and I love it. And I've been definitely you mentioned the word convicted last time, Chrissy, and I think I have too. My spirit, I've just felt some things like, man, I could be praying that over my husband. And and I loved how you shared some of the different types of prayers that you pray for Scott, Robin. And um, I, I've, I've got a sheet that I've been kind of looking through and praying over just for wisdom and blessing his friendship. You know, there's that statistic out there that, over 75% of men don't have a close group of guy friends. And I know that there's so many men that struggle with this. And I think praying for friendships and and when you couple those types of prayers, whatever your husband's struggling with. I mean, my husband works from home. And so he will come out from his office into the kitchen and he's making lunch. He's like, you need to be on your knees about this situation. (laughs) You need to be praying. And, And sometimes he'll call me the chief prayer officer, you know? And so he calls me a lot of other things too. I have a lot of other jobs and he says I get overpaid for not doing very much. <laughs> but if all I do is pray, then that uh, then that's a pretty good thing. But we, it's just so, so important. And I just love what you said so far, Robin. But let's get into just some, some real situations that are just real in our families. And let's talk about a woman who might be hearing this right now and is like, "Ah, oh, I pray for my husband every day, and God isn't hasn't heard my prayers." And we've already discussed that He's hearing, but He's might not be moving just yet, or He's working in a heart, or whatever. But you're wanting your husband to lead you spiritually, to lead your family spiritually. And I've had so many conversations with women through the years where the hubby's just not doing that, and. And recently I've had conversations with women whose husbands have um, just kind of lost their fire for God. Uh, They might be asking questions or they might just not be walking with him anymore, um, just showing no signs of spiritual growth whatsoever. How do we pray in those circumstances, Robin? And what would you tell a woman that's walking through that?
2: Well, first off, I know that is very difficult. I have some friends who um, are walking through that and have walked through that before, and it's just very painful. It can be discouraging, and you often can feel like God is not listening to your prayers, but I can assure you that he is listening and he answers. And his answer may not always be exactly what you're looking for. As I said before, and definitely it's not always in the timing because we want that to happen right now. You know, some of my friends have been going through this, this kind of scenario for many years. And some have just kind of thrown in the towel and given up and said, "Oh, this is just the way it's going to be." And they just kind of live with it, learn to live with it and be okay with it. But what I would say is, you know, to those ladies is to keep praying. Um in Matthew 7, it says, "Ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking." And that's the amplified version. And so there's a, a tarrying that goes with that. There's a waiting that goes with that. There's a digging in um, to God and trusting Him that goes with that. And what i found, just even in, in my own life in difficult times where I've been disappointed or I've been hurt by things that didn't happen the way that I wanted them to happen and the outcome was different than what I thought it would be. Uh, What I've found is that the more time that I spend seeking the Lord, just memorizing his scripture, repeating his scripture, just sitting um, before him, praying and trusting him, it helps me to see the big picture and to know that He's sovereign and that He's in control. There's a scripture in Psalm 16 and 2, it says, there's nothing good that I have on earth besides you. And that's just a, a learning to trust that God is not just learning, but just accepting and receiving and having peace in knowing That God is completely in control, and that there's a reason why the prayers haven't been answered the way that you like, or it's taken so long that you, God is in control, and we just have to trust in His Word and know
1: that He will answer in one way or another. I love that. And consistency with the Lord is something that is just, it has to happen. If you're a woman today in this situation and your husband has either walked away from the Lord or he's never known the Lord and you've lived this way for many, many years, I have always advised women, you can't quit. And our timetable looks totally different than the Lord's does. And I love how we... Remind ourselves with scripture that God is in control, and this is not his will for your husband not to lead you. So let the Lord fight the battle, let him take care of it. You're fighting on your knees, and that is your responsibility during these days. If your husband doesn't walk with the Lord or he's walked away, is just to fight on your knees. Surround yourself with women that are praying for you, like Lisa said earlier, iron sharpens iron. Make sure you're surrounded with women that have that armor of God on, that are fighting for you, that are praying for you, that lift you up when you're down. And I love Robin's words of don't forget the big picture. We don't know the big picture. We just know a few years, a few years of our life or a few months. We don't see the big, big picture and that God is fighting a spiritual war over your husband. And he's, he's doing what he is doing for your benefit. And it may not fit your timetable and it may not answer your prayers today, but I promise you, he hears you. And He is at work on it because He loves your husband more than you love him. You cannot quit. And I, anytime I get down about the Lord not hearing me or answering me, I get put right back in my place. There's a scripture in Job, and I, I don't have it in front of me that says, were you here when I put the stars in place? Were you here when I created the earth? Were, were you even here? And it's just a reminder of how big God is. In my quiet times, I've just walked through all the plagues. A reminder of how big God is and the plan that he had for those Israelites. Does it make sense? No. Is it a long, long time? Yes. They quit on him. They would quit on God and then get refreshed and start again. And that's what I do. I'll quit and then I get started again and I think the key here is to be consistent you know wife and mama You need to live the life in front of your husband so he sees that and sees the consistency and sees your pleasant attitude, even though you don't want to. With the power and the spirit of of God, you can live that life in front of him where he knows there is something different. You get up and go to church. You keep inviting him. You do all those things and he will change. It's not going to be on your timetable. It's just not. But Robin, what about those? I have a very dear friend um, that is remarried now that um, I watched her serve the church with her husband and they had an amazing marriage and some choices were made and they are no longer married, and she has moved on with a new spouse that the Lord has blessed her with, and her husband has too. He is not involved in the church, or there's not a lot of fruit in his life, but she's pressed on with her life. What do you say to women like that, that their husbands just don't come back, or there's this writing on the wall that this marriage may not make it, or, you know, what? My goodness, that, it just hurts my heart to even talk about it. What do you do with women? What would you say to them or encourage them with when their husband is just not turning around?
2: Are you saying, so they're still, they're still in the marriage, but their husbands have just stepped away from the Lord or they don't know the Lord?
1: Or, yes. Okay. No. They've stepped away from the Lord, and it looks like the marriage may not make it. They're mm-hmm. they're talking of divorce. They're talking. They may even be separated. And what what advice or what do you have for that wife that just is looking and just doesn't doesn't see any hope? Uh,
2: I'm I'm thinking of a person right now who is in that very situation and has been for. Oh, probably eight years, and it's it's a uh, back and forth, back and forth, lots of ups and downs, and you know, oh maybe, oh maybe, well he did this, so maybe it's gonna work, and and then the next day he did this, and it's not gonna work. So it's there's a lot of uh, just disappointment and a lot of hurt, lots of pain. I mean, I would just say. Keep trusting God. I mean, I know that that just sounds so rote, and what everybody says, and but that's the answer. I mean, it's just what you just said. You know, it's hold on. I mean, God's perfect will is for a husband and a wife to remain together. He despises divorce. Um, It is one of the most difficult things that people have to go through. It affects so many different people, um, not just the two involved, but the children and the parents and the friends. And I mean, it just brings so much strife and so much pain. Um, And so I would say to her the same thing that that you just said, not to give up to get on your knees and to fight and to trust God and to believe, to believe him. You know, Jesus was such a great example of prayer. He taught us how to pray. His disciples watched him and they thought, you know, there must be something to that. Can you teach us how to pray? And so he did. He, he said, you know, you, you pray in the name of the father You ask him, you know, and you believe in faith that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And then Jesus prayed all the time. He prayed at night. He prayed all night. He prayed in the morning. He prayed during the day. He prayed, you know, for himself. He prayed for us. And he prayed in faith. He knew that God would do what he said he was going to do, even though he knew that God's will was for him to suffer. He prayed God's will and because he knew the joy that was set before him, which was us. And so we have to set our mind on a joy that is before us on the outcome that we are believing God for, that his perfect will is for a marriage to remain together. And we pray for that and we stand on that and we trust that God will do it. We just raise our faith up to another level and believe what we do not see. Do not place your eyes on what you see, the word says, because it is subject to change. It is temporary, but God's word is everlasting and it's true and we pray that his will be done. And so, you know, I would just encourage her to stand firm and to trust and to raise your your faith to a whole nother level. And you do that by hearing God's word. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen to his word. Surround yourself, like Chrissy said, with other believers, with women of God that you can trust that will speak life to you, not those friends that are like, oh, girl, forgive him, leave him alone. You know, you don't deserve that. Don't, don't listen to that. Listen to those that are encouraging you and pushing you and are praying for you and will come and sit with you and listen to you and hold your hand and cry with you, that's who you stand with and allow to stand with you.
0: Fight for your marriage. And I, I agree with those words. And I've been, on the, I've been the woman before who has said, I don't see any hope. And that woman didn't listen to me. And she fought for her marriage and it's thriving today. So I learned a ton from that situation. And we all need to fight for our marriage. Let's talk for a few minutes about trying to change our spouse. I know early on, I I lifted up some prayers of, Lord, please change this man. And, you know, the scripture is very clear. You remove that log out of your own eye before uh, you ask for something like that. And I think we know what we're getting into when we get married. Why do we think we're going to be able to change our spouse? But let's talk about praying those kinds of prayers, why we do it. And um, is that a recipe for disaster or, or can God actually do something there?
2: Yes, we do pray that God changes our spouse. I have prayed that many times, but often, you know, what really needs to change is me. Um, and, Obviously, there are some areas, you know, that he probably needs to change, just like there's areas that I need to change. But I think that's just something that when we go to the Lord, we need to be cognizant of, you know, that we are asking with the right motive and right, with the right heart and that we're checking our hearts Because oftentimes, you know, it's pride that is getting in the way um, of us, you know, praying, you know, for God's will, you know. Um, I hope that makes sense. Maybe, does that make
1: sense? That does make sense. Absolutely. I was just sitting here thinking, you know, God made everybody with this free will. And we have choices every day that we make. And I think the prayer is that our husbands or our spouse um, falls in love with Jesus more each and every day because we know that if we love him with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that he's going to be in the will of God or she's going to be in the will of God. And, you know, I know we have some men listeners out there and they may be wanting some pointers about their spouse. And I think that it's interchangeable, you know, no matter if it's a man or a woman listening, that if he's things work for everybody because God wants us to live in his image. He wants us to look as much like him as we can. We are called to be set apart. So we should live these holy lives as close as we can. We know it's impossible. We know we're not perfect, That prayer is such a vital key to our marriages and to all, all our relationships, actually. You had talked earlier about uh, praying for Solomon, and I know uh, this is about spouses, but can you just touch on, you know, praying for your children and praying as a couple for Solomon? You brought that up earlier. I know he's in college, and I know that uh, you have raised him for several years as your own. What are some thoughts there around praying for your children with your spouse?
2: Well, yes, we raised Solomon, and you know, everybody. Has, um, you know, children that, you know, there are some that are very compliant and then there are others that aren't so compliant. And so Scott and I have, you know, spent a lot of time praying for Solomon because he went through a lot of uh, things when he was growing up. And we had to spend uh, just a little bit extra time in more direct kind of praying for specific things for him. And so I think you need to know your child, you know their strengths and you know their weaknesses. And I think it's important to take those strengths and those weaknesses and find scriptures to pray specifically over them. Uh, pray for their protection. Pray for their hearts. Pray that they would love God with all their hearts, mind, soul, and strength. Pray that when they leave their your home un- from underneath uh, your covering, that um, God surrounds them with people that know him, that will speak into their lives, that will hold them accountable, that they would remember those things that were poured into them, that God would bring those things to their, back to their memory. And that they would stand strong for the truth in this world, because obviously we, we all know that truth um, right now is, is really all about relativism. But um, so there's so many things, that you're praying for them to stand for the truth. And so many different things. We need to know their personalities, know their hearts, know uh, who they are, so that we could pray specifically for the things uh, that they are strong or, or weak in. Yeah. And, and I, I totally agree with that. And
0: we know our spouse too, and we know where they struggle and we know where we need to be lifting them up and encouraging them. And I think one practical thing we can do, which I've done this through the years and now that Brad works from home, because previously to him working from home, I would just send him a text or a note or leave him a message. How can I pray for you today? And I did this with my kids too. And that was just a reminder that, hey, we're on the same team here and I'm lifting you up. And here's something that you might have not thought about, but if you're not lifting up your spouse in prayer, who is? And I ask moms that all the time when I speak to moms, if you're not lifting up the names of your children to the Lord, who is? And for our spouse, that number even declines because their parents might not be here anymore. Their parents might be deceased, which my husband's are. And so that puts the the pressure, the opportunity, the privilege on me as Brad's wife to lift his name up every day to the Lord and to pray those things, Robin, that you were talking about. And so I think that's, that's so important that we are praying for them because they need to know that they're, we're on their team and that they've got someone lifting them up. Secondly, just letting them know that we're praying and how can we pray? And that will open up that dialogue because sometimes it's an awkward conversation at the beginning. If you're not used to praying with your spouse, if you're not used to praying for your spouse, so just asking that, how can I pray for you? I'm going to spend some time in prayer. And so I think these are just good ways to start the conversation and to um, keep it going with our spouse. And so we're going to have to close. And I hate that because I feel like we've just gotten started, but we cannot end without Robin praying to that today. And so Robin, we just want you to close out this episode of the Wonder Podcast, praying for the marriages of those in our audience who are listening today. Will you do that for
2: us? Absolutely. Father God, we just praise your holy name, Father. We thank you for who you are, Lord. You are the great I am, Father, and we trust you totally and completely, Father. Lord, we just come to you, Father, asking, Lord, that you would bless this podcast. Thank you for these women who come and speak truth and give practical advice, Lord, to so many women and men that are listening, Father. I pray, Lord, that your word would not return void, that it would accomplish exactly what you sent it for, Father. I pray, Lord, that you would just speak to the ladies and and even uh, the men that are listening, Father, who uh, listened in to um, get some advice about relationships that they have right now, about um, their spouses, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you heard something today, Lord, that helped them, Lord God, to move in your direction, Lord, to listen to you, to submit to you, to honor you, Father God. I pray you cover their marriages. I pray That they would fight for their marriages, Father, and that you would give them, Lord, a peace, Lord, about their marriage, Father, that you would speak to their hearts even right now, Lord, and let them know that you are all in the middle of it and that you are completely in control, Father, and that you will do what you say that you will do, Father. You are not a man, you do not lie, Father. So we trust you, and they trust you, Father God. Let them help them to surrender to you and to know, Father God, that. Every good and perfect gift is from you. Lord, we praise you and we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.